Festivus Boys, bringing you life's biggest grievances weekly on your favorite podcast app. These guys are nuts. What the hell is wrong with these people? Why, hello there. It's the Festivus Boys with Marjay and Peter. I'm Peter. He's Marjay. How are you, mate? Hey, dude. Welcome. Yes, welcome to another fun-filled episode. That's it. Do we need to explain what it is now? We're seven or so episodes in. Do we need to explain what Festivus Boys stands for? Probably do for a year or two. Yeah, yeah, there's a few hundred people coming on board every single week, so they need to understand what's going on. (laughs) Right. So back in the day, you and I and a lot of other people, big Seinfeld fans. And uh, a character on Seinfeld was a fellow by the name of Frank Costanza. He was quite the character. George's dad. And... uh, Quite dismayed, I think he was, with the concept of Christmas and giving, he decided to invent (laughs) an alternative, which he coined Festivus, and it was Festivus for the rest of us, and there was no trees or any of that rubbish, it was just a metal stick with uh, some, uh, you know, bits of metal poking off it. I think it faced upwards too, didn't it, to go opposite? It faced faced upwards, and I don't think there was any, there was no ornaments on the stick either. No. no. And the highlight of Festivus for Frank Costanza was the annual airing of the grievances where he could let his family know exactly what they'd done that pissed him off that year. So, <laughs> in true spirit of Frank Costanza, the Festivus Boys is exactly that, although we do it on a weekly basis and we air our grievances, things that have annoyed us or things that have annoyed you if uh, if you bothered to message us this week to tell us things that you don't like. So, Mate, what's your first grievance for the week? Yeah, we're we're paying homage to the great Frank Costanza. I feel like I feel like I'm speaking for the people whenever we mention the grievances. You know, there are other people. There are other people yes. who are definitely uh, able to relate to these grievances, and, and and we can air them here and suss them out and work through them. It's like a therapy session sometimes. It feels like it. I do feel better coming out the back of this each week and just knowing that I've let other people know other than my own family. Yeah, 100%. My first uh, grievance has to do with the fact that, and let me preface this by saying that I, I totally understand how being in business is very rough at the moment, you know, with the cost of living issues, cost of living pressure, which is something which has been coined by the media and mm. most of the Australian and Western world, most of the world at the moment, I think. I believe cost of living crisis is... Uh, Making its way around at the moment too. Cost of living the, crisis, the yes. The term, yeah. The term, yeah. So I, I was the other day. I was googling restaurants and you know whatever, and going out to a restaurant and and looking at going for a birthday party and what have you. And I was going through some of the um, booking prerequisites. First of all, um, I just want to mention that we ended up not turning up to this restaurant and we cancelled the booking. Uh, I think 23 hours and 55 minutes, <laughs> right, prior to the cutoff. Yes. So you had to cut it off within 24 hours. The charge was $50, $50. Now, I can definitely understand that people, you know, book restaurants and don't turn up. Like, mm. you know, Why? Like, I always cancel. I, I would always cancel, and I think most people do. But first of all, to charge somebody $50 for mm. not turning up to a booking, which they've canceled with three minutes within the window, I yeah. think is totally unacceptable. Totally mm. un- unacceptable. Mm. Mate, I, I absolutely agree. Um, as you know, I've been uh, working uh, in the entertainment space for more than 30 years, and I have never, ever once 
charged a cancellation fee. Never. And sometimes, you know, it might be a wedding that's been booked for two years and they might cancel less than a week before. I've had that a couple of times and I'm like, what is with that? But I've never charged a cancellation fee and I'll tell you why. Because it's a short-term gain for a long-term loss because I guarantee you, you will never go to that restaurant now ever. No, I've already, I've already. Even though they tried to, and probably uh, give them a one-star review, having yeah. ever eaten there. Well, they they'll probably try and appease me. They said, well, that fifty dollars will remain, but it'll be a credit for when you next go there. <laughs> right. I'm not going there. Yeah, when hell freezes over. There'll be no, there'll be no going there. But yeah. the other thing which I couldn't really understand, uh, the I, again, I can understand, I can understand corkage. Mm. relatively you know uh, i can relatively understand that the other thing i can't fucking understand is cakeage <laughs> cake what the fuck is cakeage <laughs> so what that's where they charge you to cut the cake it's like five dollars just give me person. a fucking knife i'll do it myself yeah i mean again you can nah. understand a fee of like i don't know five bucks you know somebody's got to bring the cake out nah. somebody's got to put the plates out Somebody's got to then repackage the cake if you don't eat the rest of it and then hand it out to, in doggy bags to the owners that brought <laughs> the, the cake in the, in the first. But $5 per person cake each. No. If you've got 20 people, that's 100 bucks, no. which is 80 percent, 80% of the price of the cake. No, 180% of the price of the cake. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not copying that. I think that's bullshit. And look, I understand, as you said, you know, the cost of living and the cost of running a business is going up. In fact, I regularly think to myself, if you're in any form of a retail business, you're on a hiding to nothing. So that obviously includes restaurants. And if you look at, and I, I know they technically are a restaurant, but if you look at fast food places now, the majority of those that make their money it's through the drive-through, you know. That's that includes things like coffee and you know biscuits and stuff like that. People would really prefer to go into like a McDonald's or a KFC or whatever. They'd much prefer to drive through. So I feel for restaurant owners because I can understand it must be frustrating that people do they book and then they cancel at the last minute. I get that, but you, you're creating a rod for your back by all this other bullshit. Corkage is one that's always interested in me. I don't even know if corkage is a word other than one that was just made up by restaurants. But, nah, it, really, you're just going to turn people off going back, aren't you? Oh, 100%. 100%. And, like, cakeage? I don't know <laughs> if I can take – I'm going to take my cake to celebrate in your establishment. We're booking 20 people and you want to charge me $5 per person to cut the cake? Yeah, and in addition to that, I recall uh, – funny you should bring that up because I'd forgotten about it. But I remember we went to a restaurant some years ago and they didn't even serve cake and they charged exactly as you're describing for cutting the cake and distributing it. Well, <laughs> if you'd made cake, we would have ordered yours, you dickheads. <laughs> we had to bring our own because you didn't even make it. Just give me a giant knife. I'll cut it. I'll, I'll even, I'll tell you what, I'll even use my bread and butter plate to put the cake on so you're not having to be inconvenienced by bringing out, bringing out extra plates. I'll distribute the cake and then at the end of it all, I'll pick it up and then I'll put it back in the cake box and put the little rope around the fucking cake yeah. box and carry, carry it out of there. And I, I might even use my time more efficiently 
and never take it out of the cake box and just cut it from there. All I know is that I like to give businesses, like I'll go to some place and I'll go there. I might have a bad experience, but I always give them a second go around mm. because I believe, you know, there might have been some teething problems. Sometimes I give them the third go around but if it doesn't work after the third you get the fuck out of there that's it that's at that stage it's you it's not me <laughs> yeah it's me being some fucking middle-aged bloody degenerate that gets upset <laughs> at absolutely everything i'm not giving him three goes i'll tell you right now <laughs> see i'm better than you Correct. I might give them a second go, but it'd have to be extenuating circumstances. Most often I'm like, no, nah, they're fucked. Let's move on. Because we've got so much choice. I don't need to come back and risk getting shit service a second time. Yeah, you're right. That's the thing too, right? Like with, with the, with the cancellation fee, like for the places that are not charging cancellation fees. And like you said, you've got to differentiate yourself. Like I'm telling you now, if there's a cakeage, I, I'm not going to any <laughs> restaurant. And fucking stop making up words to charge for them. Exactly. Exactly. Next, there'll be open doorage. There'll be everything I can fucking think of. Just a chairage. Chairage. Oh, you want a chair with that table? All right, that's five bucks each. Yep. Oh, you want cutlery? That's cutleryage. <laughs> They'll be they, when they walk around and they put the napkin on your lap. That'd be napkinerage. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's fucking stupid. It's absolute chaos. Candleage, if you want a candle for yes. a romantic, you know, yeah, candle. Right. $10 a candle. And if you want to uh, propose to your fiance, they'll probably charge, or your girlfriend, they'll probably charge you, you know, for the right to do that. That's yeah. fiance age. <laughs> fiance age. I can't even say it. No, seriously, they'll just add uh, age, yeah. a, a, a corkage, yeah. to everything and charge yeah. for it. F posage, they already charge for that. Oh, they, they already charge, charge for that. that. They can just add another five bucks because they've made up a new word. Air conditioning edge. If you want, <laughs> <laughs> if you want air conditioning in the in the restaurant, that's an extra charge. If you want to wash your hands after you go to the toilet, it's another <laughs> charge. <laughs> hey, don't laugh. There were oh, fucking, yeah. there were fucking airlines at one stage in Europe. I can't remember where they would they they were going to charge people. To, I think to use the toilet or something, or, ah. and this is—I'm not making this up. Yeah. I think BMW tried this. BMW wanted to have a subscription service. Yes. So for example, yeah, if you wanted heated seats in your car, mm. they wanted to try the subscription service there. So you you you, you want front heated seats? That'll cost you thirty dollars a month. And I think that's actually going to become a thing. I remember reading an article where they said that. Uh, car manufacturers, because there's very little profit now in cars and there's next to no profit in service because it's all fixed price servicing these days and the warranties are so long, right? So I've, I'm sure I read an article saying that car companies, you, you won't end up buying a car as such anymore. Uh, you know, eventually you'll just pay a monthly fee and as you, exactly as you just described, you just choose what options you want or don't want, and and that'll determine what your monthly fee is. It's almost like software as a service, but for a car. No, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Look at that. Well, with electric cars as well, as as that becomes more mainstream and more people have them, there'll be more ways they can control the car too if it's connected to yeah, a grid. True. Yeah. So watch this space, hey? You may not have a choice, um, mate. My first grievance for this week. 
is one that I reckon most people would be able to relate to. And uh, as you know, because I came to see you, I took a couple of flights last week, and I'm a I'm a seasoned flyer. I've, I've flown a lot internationally, domestically. I'm pretty used to it. I'm used to people's bad habits and things like that because, unfortunately, that's what it ends up being that normally annoys you when you travel. Um, and, look, there's a million things I could have selected from. But, but my big bugbear, because I don't do it, is when you're traveling on a domestic flight, so a short distance, relatively speaking, um, two hours or less, particularly with those domestic flights, which now even you know our so-called national carrier, you're all crammed in like sardines. Mate, do you really fucking need to put your chair back for 45 minutes? Like, seriously. <laughs> I don't need to see the, the lice and the, you know, stuff in your hair. And how far are you really moving? And you're not sleeping anyway in that shorter flight. This is, this is something which a lot of people have spoken about and a lot of people have debated mostly on, like, you know, the Today Show or Daily <laughs> Mail. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is... Uh, you know, I feel uncomfortable if I retract my chair. I don't know. So, maybe, maybe this is like I, I'm an altruistic person. Like I, I feel, mm. I feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? But yeah, the option is there, so I can mm. understand why people take it. And like you're right, because the incline is what is it like? Twelve degrees? Oh, dude, yeah, it ha- it'd be less than twenty degrees for sure. It's, it's less than tiny. twenty degrees. It, it, like it's it's. It's no significance, really. But how much are you inconvenienced by? Well, it's funny you should say that because I will often uh, use my laptop to watch a movie or, you know, a TV show or listen to a podcast or whatever. So my, and I've got a relatively small, I've got a MacBook Air. I think it's the like 12-inch one, which is not overly large. But as soon as that person person moves their chair back, then the um, the tray gets jammed between Sorry, the laptop gets jammed between the tray and their chair, and I can't push the screen back as, as far as I could. It's just, it's just a pain in the ass. It's 45 minutes, mate. Suck it up. Like, I've got a bad back. Everyone's got a bad back. You're not getting any huge medical benefit out of it. Just slovenly, and you want to move 12 fucking degrees. I think they call that white man privilege. <laughs> well, I did miss out on my upgrade, so I didn't get to have the true white man privilege. But I was just like, fuck me, mate. Like, seriously. You, you just – and on a lot of those domestic flights now, because there's that many cancellations, you end up like with double the passenger load of what would have actually been there had the flight before not been cancelled. So the chances of spare seats between you and the per- – like, I, I usually sit on the aisle. The chances of a spare seat in the middle are less and less now than they were, you know, a few years ago. So – it just it there's so many things that annoy me on aeroplanes though. It's like oh, people go out of their way to annoy you. There's there's lots of people on on flights, and a lot of these people I don't think are seasoned travellers. Not saying that I'm a seasoned traveller, mm. but it's common. You know, it's fucking just common etiquette. Yeah, yeah the, yeah. the one thing I really, you know, hate is when people take the advice of of uh, like seasoned tra- travellers and they take it literally. For example, you know. You need to you need to hydrate, and I get that. You know, you need to drink water on a flight. Mm. I get all of that. You don't want to get intoxicated, and you don't want to feel like shit at your final destination. But I remember being on a flight, and that I was in the aisle seat, 
and there was a person at the window seat. They're like fucking guzzling 16 <laughs> litres of water. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm going, and in the corner of my eye, I'm going, this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> this Let's person. Let's seats now, mate. Yeah, yeah. This person's one gonna, he's, one, he's going to want to get up every at least 20 minutes. <laughs> or you, Drink a litre of water. You don't need to fucking drink a whole <laughs> gallon. Like, you're not going to dehydrate on this yeah, fucking yeah. flight, you moron. Yeah. Sure yeah. enough, as soon as the bloody um, uh, seatbelt sign went off, oh, ah, yeah. excuse me, uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah. God, that yeah. would annoy me. So I'd actually seek to move at that point. I'll tell you the thing that, that I always find, I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to say it's necessarily a grievance, although there was one episode where it was, but it's the it's the pilot's constant need to come on and tell you shit that you can't change. <laughs> and I'll give you an example, right? I was on a flight a few years ago. You know that um, Bernard Fanning song? Uh, it's a really short song. Goes, Wish You Well. Wish You Well. Yeah. Ripping song, right? Ripping song. Hadn't heard it for a few years. And, it, you know, it comes on. It's up so well, it feels so bright. I was like, oh, yeah, great. And then suddenly, uh uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's your captain speaking. So my song's now fucked. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, we'll be arriving soon at, uh, at your destination. And, um, yeah, currently, um, uh, <laughs> silence. Then the song comes back on. Next, next line comes out. So it's, uh, what's it, whatever the next line is. And then captain back on again. Uh, yeah, um, 32 degrees at your uh, destination with a sow-westerly sow wind. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, very, <laughs> very pleasant. <laughs> Silence again. Song comes back. Oh, yeah, great. You know, you know I why? I fucked my song by <laughs> crapping on the whole time. He wasn't prepared for his talk break, and it really annoyed me. Dude, they're flying a massive jumbo jet. They can't prepare talk breaks. They're not radio announcers. Well, they need to. And I'll tell you something else. And this this, this is the, uh, I guess, crescendo to that whole thing. Mate, unless I can change the fucking wind direction or the temperature at my destination, I don't need to know that shit, right? <laughs> I've either researched where I'm going and I know True. the approximate temperature. I don't need to know it. I'm going there anyway. Unless I can say, oh, great, well, in that case, I'll go to Cairns, not Darwin, then fucking shut up and just fly the plane. You know, the thing is, and I'm convinced of this, well, we did a promotion the other day on my uh, paid commercial radio job where mm. we were giving away a $15,000 holiday, and nice. you had you had to come on and you had to mention three people that had registered and they had 20 minutes to call so they can get on the final standby list. Mm. And you know, when you're whenever you're on a plane, you can just tell <laughs> you can just tell that the captain, whenever they're talking, they think that they're fucking Lotharios. <laughs> whenever they come on, especially those fucking international captains, it's always like they move into the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Ladies well, and gentlemen, <laughs> good afternoon. <laughs> Welcome to your flight aboard Qantas QF31 bound for Singapore. You know, they, they, they're they like Hilton. Room yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you now, they think they what they're doing, they're setting up because yeah. they know they're flying from Sydney or wherever to fucking Singapore. There's a stopover. Somebody mm. on the flight's going to go, oh, God, 
what that captain sounds like. This is what they do. Mm. Like, I don't want to disparage all captains. I like a man in a hat. They're Lotharios. I'm telling you now, that's what they're doing. <laughs> they always fucking sink deep. Yeah. And they talk yeah, like no, they're on. I, I would agree with that. It's they, they, they're like, cool. It's like they're doing love song dedications aboard <laughs> QF31. <laughs> it's the love flight to Singapore. <laughs> Just shut up and talk normal. Shut up and fly the plane unless I need to know something. Like, ladies and gentlemen, brace. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to know the temperature. It's really irrelevant to me. I've and got plus, a jumper. Yeah, and not only that, the, the fucking temperature's on the screen in front of exactly. you. It tells you what it's going to yeah. be when you and get the there. And the distance to the destination. Oh, well. yeah. Anyway, hey, just lastly on that thing uh, regarding aeroplanes, and this isn't a complaint, but I booked a flight the other day uh, for the family where we're taking a flight using Australia's newest airline, Bonza. And uh, it was (laughs) such an experience to try and book because they don't have a website as such. You have to download an app to your phone. (laughs) Everything you do costs you money. So you choose the flight, that's a cost. You choose the seat you want, that's a cost. Oh, you want bags, that's a cost. You want to eat something, that's a cost. Literally, there's nothing you can book that there isn't a dollar sign and a number next to. Bonza. Yeah. Surely they could have come up with a fucking better name than Bonza. Well, they're not flying internationally at the moment, so every Australian... They never will, not with a name like Bonza. A lot of people have said that. But, you know, then Qantas has Jetstar, so maybe down the track, if their aspirations take them internationally... Maybe at that point they have a, a subsidiary with a different name, like I don't know what, but something that's, it's something that's something that's <laughs> something that's more internationally appealing. <laughs> like when when you see these stupid articles on Daily Mail, it's <laughs> like, oh, Virgin, massive sale, flights now from eighty six dollars. You yep. get on there, right? And I get roped into it. You get on. $86. They're fucking mm. flying. They're flying between Sydney and, and fucking Bathurst. Yeah. Or, you know, or and there was one seat and it sold three <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> and then you get on there and then you go, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll fly a little bit further than fucking 200 kilometers northeast of Sydney. Yeah. You go, oh, I'll, I'll fly. Maybe we'll go to Cairns. And then you do the whole booking thing. And then sure enough, mm. they, and then you do the booking. It gives you three options, uh, mm. uh, some basic ticket. There's three grades of ticket. Oh, you, you want know. to take bags on your holiday, do you? Oh, okay. That's another hundred and fifty bucks. You want you want a toilet? That's another hundred dollars. <laughs> you want a, you want a life jacket? That's another. Yeah, oh, you want a seat? Jacket. You don't want to stand in the aisle? Okay. <laughs> that was the thing that used to do my head in, right? So from Darwin to Melbourne, at no point if you fly in one direction, at no point. So Darwin is the northernmost city in Australia. And Melbourne's the north, a southernmost city uh, on the east coast on the main, the mainland. Okay? Mainland, yeah. Getting Tasmania, but um, so it's the longest flight you can take. It's about four hours and fifteen minutes. If you go on one certain runway, which you normally do, at no point, at no point, are you ever over water. At no point. Yet we've got to sit through the fucking life jacket bullshit. It's like I'd much rather have a, a five-minute safety display on how to use a parachute because that's going to be more relevant <laughs> to that flight. Or don't do anything because unless we land in a fucking deep dam, there's no <laughs> chance a water disembarkation is going to be an issue. 
Listen, that whole safety bullshit that they go through. Mm. Oh, look, the, the chances of any of that being relevant when you're plummeting to Earth <laughs> except, at 6,000 kilometres per second. <laughs> except the guy that landed on the Hudson River. Yeah. Right? That, that, that's, that's the one guy. That's 100 years of aviation, <laughs> and it's landed on the Hudson River. Yeah. The rest of them have gone into the side of a mountain. <laughs> And we're not laughing at those people who died in those incidents. <laughs> no, I'm but not the laughing. safety shit is irrelevant most of the time. Safety. I totally agree. And fucking while I'm on it, just one more thing. Like recently, where did I fly to recently? You know, they come around and, and it's an hour flight. Mm. They give you that cup and you have the water and then they give you a snack. Like yep. I remember, like, dude, I remember you'd get a you'd get a bag of peanuts. Now there's like three almonds. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it, like three almonds in a bag. They've gone, they've gone up market and down market at the same time. <laughs> That's not possible. <laughs> That's an anomaly. That can't happen. No, I, I think the thing is with our national carrier, who shall remain nameless because I'm not happy with them at all, um, their service has turned to custard. Uh, you, you're more likely to see one of the Battle Axe hosties abusing someone on a flight <laughs> than actually helping. And the... The food they serve is like it's one step above KFC. It's yeah, it, bloody it, average, it, and it, it comes shit. pre-packaged, and there's no love anymore, Marjay. There's no that, love. That's why. That's why. And, and this 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 proves that I'm a I'm a fucking gluttonous pig. <laughs> Often, if because I'm a I'm a Virgin member, Virgin frequent flyer. I, I mm. like Virgin. I think they do a pretty good job. I agree. Yeah. When we go to the Virgin Lounge. Yeah, I make a point of trying to eat my value, like <laughs> the ticket value, <laughs> every trip. <laughs> so if I'll go into the Virgin Lounge, bucks worth per yeah, yeah. per visit. Yeah, because I feel I'm getting I'm getting back at the company. <laughs> so I'll go there and I'll have like seven bowls. <laughs> you know, if it's harmonious, you don't need to get back <laughs> at them. <laughs> seven bowls of nutra grain and then i'll I'll try and con- then we'll we'll steal some muffins which i won't even eat but i'll just take yeah. them out of spite <laughs> throw, you, you throw them out just because you get a sense of you know, <laughs> achievement and i'll have like five coffees and i add that up in my head oh that, that's like that's 25 dollars that's five bucks each on the open market that's good value they do make a good coffee i, I actually um I was in the Virgin Lounge in Melbourne probably a year or two ago. And, you know, like they do, it was around middle of the afternoon, so they still sort of had the lunchtime foods out. And they had lots of wraps and different things, but there was just nothing that really took my fancy. And the the lady uh, behind the counter was really quite proactive and, you know, it's like, can I help you, sir, and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, look, I, I must have said, oh, have you got like, um, could you do like a ham and cheese toasty or something like that? For our American listeners, I think you'd call that a grilled ham and cheese, right? Yeah. Or a grilled cheese, I think they call it. Um, and she's like, sure. What would you like? I said, just ham and cheese would be fine. Tomato, if you've got some, bit of mayonnaise, whatever. She goes, yeah. And then, then she said, what, what cheese would you like? I wow. said, well, I don't know. What do you got? And they had like 10 different types of cheeses. Yeah. So I chose whatever. But I, I think their service is great. And when I go there, just an open statement, I don't try and get back at them. I do have a coffee. <laughs> I, had a, I think I had a beautiful brand flakes when I was there last yeah. week. It was very nice. 
Yeah, I'm just one of those people that think that I'm getting back at big corporations. You know? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. All right. Uh, my next grievance is, you know, it can be related, I think, to a, a lot of the stuff we've spoken about before. And that's mm. when you see guys and girls, right, that are at an event or they're working as a security guard, right? Mm. And they think just because they have some fucking company logo on their shirt, they think they're federal police. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't even have a firearm. Well, you're yeah. standing there, dude, with a fucking a with number. A, with a number and, 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 and like your company logo that's shaped like a badge. Mm. You're not fucking ASIO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. You have no power of interrogation. I, I, I just like, and I've, I've experienced this at a number of locations, right? Where, or maybe it's because of, maybe because I look like I'm a, a migrant or something. They're, they're sus. I don't know, but they, they, they think that they have this power. Like, you, you're not a, you're not a trained police officer. You didn't go to Goulburn and mm. do your fucking degree in policing. Yeah. All right. You've just dropped out of high school and you're a security <laughs> guard with a fucking lanyard. It you means a, shit. You did a two-day course and now you're, <laughs> now you're protecting some of the world's richest rock stars. No, yeah. not even. They're just fucking protect, oh, they're protecting Now you're standing gate. out in front of Coles. <laughs> <laughs> i, I got to say, um, what's really interesting about that with, with the whole stereotyping thing, right? As you, <laughs> as you well know. Stereotyping, <laughs> Well, as you well know, or profiling, let's call it that. As as you well know, I've got a bad back, right? So I use crutches to walk around. And I used to live in the Middle East, okay? And what's really interesting is that I, I went to um I went to see Alicia Keys and George Michael play together, not in the same concert, but they did do a couple of songs together, but it was back to back. It was a brilliant concert. Um, at the Abu Dhabi Sports Arena, okay? Yeah. And as you approached the sports arena, every one of the – there was like two or three security guards deep. One had a, a, a wand, you know, the, the thing they use at the airport. That yep. Checks for well, explosives. Know, explosives and metals and things like that. Uh, the other had to check your bags. So, you know, I guess if you brought stuff in that you weren't allowed to bring – and then the final one, I guess, was like the the manager that just decided whether to pull you to one side or not. A bit like at an airport where you can get through two or three, but then the last guy pulls you up or can do. So I was there with a, a friend of mine, German friend. So she's blonde hair, blue eye, part of the Aryan race. And um, <laughs> and we're there with some other friends of hers. I think one was Italian and whatever. So we get to the front. They're all, the, they're all girls and I was the only male. We get to the uh, security guard and the girls I was with, ladies, they were all patted down, wandered, bags checked, the whole wandered. bit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently this is an expression. I'm just, you know, really up with it. I get to the security guard. I shit you not, he sees the crutches, almost falls over himself getting out of my way, and he's like ushering me through. I'm like... Uh, you want to check? No, 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 go, 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 go. <laughs> and that happens at airports all around the world. Not so much in Australia. I often do get, 
you know, they put the crutches through and they check everything thoroughly. But overseas, it is fascinating, particularly in, particularly in Asia and the Middle East. They cannot get out of the way quick enough. And I'm like, if I was a terrorist, those crutches would be pretty handy to put a couple of sticks of jelly knot in it. <laughs> But hold on. When you go through the when you go through the um body detector at say mm-hmm. Sydney Airport, mm-hmm. do you walk through with the crutches? Mate, it depends. What's really weird is uh sometimes yes, sometimes no. It depends on the security person. So the the oddest thing is they most of the time they don't even ask. They just tell you what you're gonna do. Right. And to be honest, I, I travel that much that I can't be bothered arguing and I just go whatever. So sometimes they take the crutches and put them through and then they do the full wanding and pat down and bomb test and the whole bit. Other times they just go, are you fine? I go, yep, I put the crutches through and walk through myself. So it all depends. And and there's different scanners at different airports. Some you just have to walk through. Others you have to turn sideways and separate your feet and your arms and all that sort of stuff. So it, it's it really depends. And and generally i don't get to make the choice you know there was a period there where i was doing a lot of domestic travel and it was inevitable and i thought it was me and maybe it was but every time i'd go through sydney airport i'd get through the detectors not a problem and then Mm. i'd get to the final stage and the guy would pull me over and go and they would and they were always foreigners always you know (laughs) they were always indians (laughs) (laughs) i'm not being racist hey brother i'm just gonna (laughs) test you my brother and it'd be like oh you know, do, do a drug test, you know, cocaine. Always, I was always swept for cocaine and explosives. <laughs> always. Maybe always. it's to do with your nostril size. Maybe they've got a Fun. some sort of a, like a profiling thing. They were definitely stereotyping. I mean, in saying that, I haven't been, I haven't pulled over, I haven't been pulled over uh, mm. in, in recent years, probably because 70% of the Australian population is born overseas anyway. <laughs> I, I just find the inconsistency the fun part, like. What, but it's what? just random. It's just, they yeah. have to because they can't check everybody. Yeah, they can't yeah. check everybody. Yeah, but their people are they're they're legitimate. They they they've got a proper security job. When, yeah. when you when you when you're standing at the front of fucking time zone, all right, <laughs> you're not a secu- yeah. You're not. You don't have the same authority as the FBI or the fucking federal <laughs> police. Calm down with your bloody. No, I- and your remit's different. At time zone, you're probably trying to keep the people in, whereas in other, <laughs> other venues, you're trying to keep them out. Fucking, they're just frustrated, bloody yeah. failed police officers. Mm. Yeah, in many cases, they actually are exactly <laughs> that. Well, my second grievance for this episode is one that once I let the cat out of the bag, you're not going to be able to unhear this and you're going to be aware of it oh, yeah. every time. Look. In my per- in my perfect world, I don't go to the supermarket very much, right? My wife goes to the supermarket, or if I've got the older kids in the car, they go into the supermarket. I just give them my card and a bribe, and life's good. <laughs> but on the odd occasion I do go in there, I am constantly reminded of when people get the shopping trolleys, or as some call them, shopping carts. People walk in a supermarket with a shopping trolley like they drive, (laughs) and it annoys the shit out of me. (laughs) So you get the dithering old grandma who just like goes at two two steps an hour or two miles an hour when she's driving. 
you get the tradie that just weaves in and out, doesn't mind if he smashes into your trolley. Oh, sorry, mate, keeps going. <laughs> you get those impatient people who are right up your backside the whole time. And I'm like, mate, it's an aisle, go round, you know, like, and then you get the, um, you, you get the, uh, the power dressing female executive types who are either hoping to smash through the gra- glass ceiling or perhaps they already have. And, <laughs> You know, they're, they're sort of walking around very officiously. I, I'll give you a category. Uh, this is the car- category yep. that I belong in. Uh, I belong in. I'm yep. the guy that runs up the aisle and then puts my feet up and treats it like a ride. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> yes, it's so I, much fun. I have children who fit that category as well, Marge. <laughs> but it honestly, once once you get that thought in your head, yeah, it's true. You never get it. It's just, it's almost. It's almost funny in the end because you know what to expect, but you you can be guaranteed that however that person pushes that shopping cart in the supermarket, that is exactly how they drive on the roads. That, that's a, a very good metaphor. I totally agree with you. And then the, the, the people that don't know how to move left unless overtaking oh, yeah. those yeah. fuckers, Merging. they're all – Yeah, you are. <laughs> Yeah, you know who the, the you know the people that don't know they don't they don't know to move left unless overtaking. They're the yeah. people that with their trolley they're in the aisle right, and mm. they're standing in front of say the coffee section, yep. and you're standing like right in front of them, and you want something which is behind the trolley yes. or like beside the trolley, yes. and you're like, oh, I'd like to just get in there, and they'd yeah. be like. They're just looking around. They're aimlessly. unaware, absolutely yeah. unaware. They 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 have no idea what they've done. And generally, their their um, shopping trolley is sideways in the aisle, right? Whereas if you just stick to a lane, like in real life, everybody can get past. <laughs> no, this fucker's got to be sideways so nobody can get past. Yeah, true. I, I have now. You're right. Now that I think, I just went to the shops this morning. Mm-hmm. Lots of fucking yeah, yeah. Lots of bloody um. People don't knowing not knowing how to move left unless overtaking. No, it's carnage. And the other thing too, which <laughs> carnage got got me over exaggerate. <laughs> the other thing too is, you know, um, we we're talking about merging and driving uh, on a previous episode. The the thing that does my head in in that situation, and it happens in the supermarket as well. You know, like you're driving along, particularly around um, school time, drop off or pick up. You're driving along and you you suddenly the car in front of you just stops in the middle of the road to let some kid cross the road. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? Like I will literally go off my brain. And, and actually I was with someone the other day and they did it. And I said, what are you doing? And they said, oh, you know, it's safer to let them cross. No, it's safer that you keep going because now that kid doesn't know the road rules and it's just going to take off in front of a car next time. Yeah, in the supermarket, it's the same. You know, when you come at the end of an aisle and you get around the corner to go to the next aisle. Yeah, invariably you have a head-on collision with some (laughs) idiot that doesn't know how to go around. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus! But now that you know that, you won't be able to unsee it. No, no, I'm just thinking about it now, and it's happened on a number of occasions. On a number of occasions. Yeah, well, it, it's it's been some, and and again, I lived in the Middle East for for five or so years, and driving over there is bad on a good day, but you can imagine what it's like in the supermarkets as well over there with the cars, yeah, with with the the driving capabilities that they possess on the roads. 
I reckon people are in the I reckon people are in the aisles and you can see them. Some people go shopping and when they're shopping, they're just taking their time. Yeah. You know, they're just dawdling. It's an outing. And, yeah, yeah. And these are the people that have got nothing else going on in their life. Yeah. And yep. it's, it's I, I'm you know, it's 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 sad to say. But they're they're killing several hours in the biscuit aisle, just <laughs> <laughs> going with like, the trolley sideways, annoying you and me. Will I have the mint slice this week? Oh, hold on, I've got my, I've Hang got on, actually, a special yeah. I didn't see. <laughs> will I get the fucking Monte Carlo? Yeah, and they sit there and they pontificate <laughs> for ten minutes. That that yeah. I've got friends like that. They got nothing else to do but mm. I'll say, what are you doing this afternoon? And like, ah, oh, I've got to go do some groceries, and uh, it's like. That'll take me a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> but you live, to do. you live alone. What do you need to buy? Well, you know, I've got to have a good look, a decent look. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, right. it, 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 there are things that annoy every day, and this this podcast is the saviour for those people. Yes, 100%. Uh, people can start emailing us too and getting mm. in to- contact via our socials. Yes. With things that piss them off, grievances, frustrations in life, which there are many. Correct. Mate, it's always a pleasure. I look forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks, Brian. It's been good. The Festivus Boys, bringing you life's biggest grievances weekly on your favorite podcast app. Are they for real? What's wrong with them? What the hell is wrong with these people?